1: And welcome to SciShow Tangents, the frightly competitive science knowledge scream case. I'm your ghost, Hank Gangrene, and joining me this week as always is mad scientist Scary Riley. Wahaha. <laughs> and our resident Every Wolfman, Sam Skulls. I want to learn some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> As you know, we here at SciShow Tangents just love getting to the Halloween spirit. And this year is no different. October has been trick or treat month, and Sam and Sari have invited some ghoulish guests over to Tangents Manor to join us this month. In fact, I hear one of them approaching the door now.
2: Knock, knock, knock. Who is it? Who is it? <laughs> Hi, it's me, Alexis Nicole Nelson. It's botanist cook and forager
1: and genius behind the TikTok account, Black Forager. It's
2: Alexis Nicole Nelson. Woo! Hi, it's spooky in here.
1: Well, yeah, it was spooky and then it got very hyped And then it got really jubilant, yes. <laughs> Alexis Nicole Nelson. <laughs> yeah,
3: there it is. <laughs>
1: Did, did they cast you to make the the target toys that make the noises when you walk past them? Yeah, how
2: did like you know?
3: Oh, God, it's a good gig, I bet. I've always <laughs> wondered how you get to do that because yeah. I would love to be the big skeleton that's like, hey, everybody, uh, I'm a skeleton. <laughs> yeah, he
2: talks for a long time. <laughs> you know, I've, n- I've never seen the one that just goes, hey, guys, I'm a skeleton, but I'd want to buy that.
1: Okay, <laughs> I have a question that I desperately need to ask all of you. If you had a little uh, toy plushie that was you, what would it say if I squeezed its hand or belly? I don't know where this button is. <laughs> uh,
0: I feel like maybe where would you squeeze it, and what would it say? <laughs> yeah, Sarah,
3: you just squeeze the whole head.
0: It's yeah, fuck. I feel like I just
3: don't know. I feel like Sari would. One of the sounds would be like. Oh, like a Marge Simpson, like a sad Marge Simpson sound. What do you think Sam would say, Sari?
0: What would Sam say?
3: Be careful. I'll be, I'll get her feelings.
0: I know <laughs> I feel like you would say the thing that you do the that's most like iconic is oh, correcting what? people me specifically my knowledge of comic book char- characters or things Oh, like interesting. That. <laughs> so it'd be like you know <laughs> you know the real wolverine is <laughs> yeah I guess you're right I'm like there are 27 <laughs> spider-man
3: there's way more than twenty-seven Spider-Man. 27 Spider-Man. <laughs> There's thousands of spider mans
0: That would be the sound bit. There yeah. it is. It's, you There's got the sound bit.
3: I'd have to be. I'd have to be like AI or something where I could hear yeah. the thing that you were saying that was wrong and be like, "Uh, eh, yeah, sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah." Oh, How about you? What? What? Alexis, what would yours be?
2: I feel like if you if you squeezed my hand and like pointed my stuffed animal at something, I'd be like, <gasps> "You can eat." That. Or be like, no, don't eat that. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh-huh.
1: If you could like hook it up to iNaturalist or something. Exactly. <laughs> I would buy that and I just like pointed at things in the yard. Be like, This is the berry.
2: Don't eat that. Don't eat that. <laughs> also, in the yeah. same vein, Hank, I know that I was not asked to choose yours, but. The first thing I think of when I think of you is that specific soundbite of you screaming, don't eat grass, don't eat grass.
1: (laughs) I really, really made a moment for myself there, didn't I? Uh, Yeah. So you could tell people whether or not to eat stuff. And I tell people to not eat one specific specific thing. But also, I have to say, I desperately want to do this and to have little plushies of us. And what they actually do is play a whole episode of Tangents. Oh, they so so hit cool. all their hands at the same time. And then, like, each one does it. But if you get it a little bit off, it's, like, broken. And you, like, have to wait the whole hour oh, for it
3: yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> or you could just squeeze one in it. You could have a talk. You could talk to them and pretend like you were part of the show. Yeah, Pretending you're on the podcast, oh. too. Yeah. And yeah. it would just be me going,
2: oh, uh-huh. <laughs> Those would be amazing when they get to like the dying batteries Furby under your bed stage.
1: <laughs> I didn't think this was gonna be such a good idea. <laughs> Looking forward to all the plushies we're gonna make, you guys. Every week here on danger's we get together to try to unnerve dis- I forgot that it was creepy. Unnerve, disgust, and horrify each other with science facts. While trying to stay on topic, our panelists are playing for gory and for candy, which we will be awarding as we play. And at the end of the episode, one of us clowns will be crowned the (laughs) king of Halloween. Now, as always, we introduce this week's topic with a traditional science poem. This week from Alexis.
2: It's not just a toy that the youths love. What we dump on stars at Kids' Choice Awards. (laughs) It's also a short story by Chekhov. That's true. Oh. The goop from seaweeds found in seas or fjords. Sometimes a rubber polymer that flubs, made with borax and also PVA. Sometimes it's left behind in trails by slugs to lessen friction as they crawl away. There's slime molds, which aren't fungi but protists. They oh. decompose things like a champ, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of tasks this gloopy stuff permits. The fishies even wear it as a coat. You've likely figured it out by this time. My wibbly wobbly subject here is slime. Whee-hoo.
0: There are so many facts in there. So many Real, real sciencey things. Yeah, yeah.
1: Hopefully, you didn't ruin the whole rest of the episode. The topic I know. Is, I yeah. so I did not run. think
0: about that until
2: yeah. like ten minutes I before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the
1: topic of the day is slime, which it definitely does not have a definition.
0: Yeah, it's one there where I got to try my best.
1: It's like it's like what you think of when you hear slime.
0: When yeah. you hear slime, yeah. So, like yeah. anything, like viscous. And watery and sticky mm-hmm. and slippery at the intersection of all those adjectives. And sometimes it's made by living things. So like animals or plants or bacteria or protists or the decay of those things. So when a living thing dies, then it kind of becomes slimy and goopy. But then also there are synthetic slimes. Whether it's, I guess the the Nickelodeon slime is organic. Isn't it like oats and and food dye and stuff like that? You could say that, yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Not naturally occurring, (laughs) but
1: sure. They go to the slime forests and harvest from the slime
0: trees. (laughs) But, But there are like synthetic slimes as well. Like the, I don't know, lubricants that plumbers use or like Orbeez, the sodium polyacrylate, like blobby balls and gels that absorb a lot of water that people use for absorbency for fun or for practical uses like those are slimy too i think that's a bit of a stretch but okay okay well what do you think <laughs> Where, where's yeah. the line between slime and not slime Uh oh i guess
1: that's more of a blob yeah you can't spread an orby that's you more of a blob than a slime yeah it's just, it's just like a jello ball jello's yeah. not slime they are it, can, it becomes
3: sl- slime eventually
1: they're hmm. slimy
3: but they're not slime
2: i do think they checked all of the adjective Shoot. boxes
3: <laughs> okay okay you're right sorry
2: Sadie.
0: <laughs> no that's, is it spreadable is it like it can't be a solid I, object i think pretty? it has to
1: yeah i think it can't be a solid if if i put on chapstick is it slime
0: i think it's slimy i think it's slimy and if it's slimy, then what's keeping it from being slime? I feel like once Great you point. hit the adjective, then you're the noun automatically. Is, yeah. Right? That's how, the, that's definitely not. If you're dusty, then you're dust. You're if dust. You're <laughs> automatically. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the, the, like, the closest, I think, more scientific word, which is one of our original episodes, uh, like the 11th episode we ever did was mucus. But nah. I think like slime and mucus, they overlap, but I think it's kind of a, a rectangle square situation. Sure. I yeah. would argue, where all mucus is slime. So you've got like mucus is just like water and macromolecules, especially mucins, which are mm-hmm. the, the type of glycoproteins, like the sugary proteins. And and mucus is secreted and it's goopy and, and viscous and sticky and slippery. But not all slime is mucus. I would think, I think you can like have have slime that is non-mucus, but, but yeah, usually right. when you talk about like animal slime or animals secreting slime, we're talking about mucus.
1: Sorry, do you know where the word slime came from?
0: Yeah, it's it's been pretty consistent. It's, it's old English. It was still slime. Oh, I guess slime
1: is oh. like slime feels new because there's like Nickelodeon slime and there's like mm-hmm. toy slime, but slime's not new.
0: We've been sneezing. We've been oh, yes, yes. oozing stuff from our bodies. Yeah,
1: okay. We've yeah. been
0: looking. Alexis knows more than anyone else. We've been looking at plants. Slime out there. There's oh, slime yeah. out there. There's slime yeah. out there.
2: Alexis,
1: can I, can I eat that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Which
0: slime? There's some slimy plants
2: that you can eat. The slime from dock stems. You can eat that. The slime okay. from aloe. You can eat that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah that's right. definitely slime. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But like the goop in a jewelweed stem. Don't eat that. <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I think we had to figure out what how to talk about that stuff so that you could say, "Could you eat that? Could I eat this slime? Could I eat that slime?" <laughs> so you needed right. a word for that. I think it was slime, and it was yeah. like very related to nature. So the mm. going back slightly further, the Latin word is limus, which usually meant like mud or mire, and the Greek limni uh, meant marsh. And so. Like goopy oh, right. places, swamp were stuff. the origins of it. Like swamp, yeah. yeah, swamps, Shrek, yeah. Shrek, yeah. and stuff. The Shrek. original source of slime, <laughs> Shrek, <laughs> yeah.
2: We, if you we squeeze a Shrek
0: hard enough, <laughs> oh,
1: for sure. Sari knows one thing about swamps, uh, yeah. that's where where Shrek that's comes Shrek from. Lives.
0: I learned that as a kid in my uh, yeah. <laughs> extracurricular activities. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's one. That's one way to call that time you had fun once. <laughs> <laughs> that was mean. I'm sorry. You're a very fun person.
0: That's my little squeeze toy. I had fun one time. <laughs> I had fun once.
1: Uh, okay. We're so I feel like we're well defined and we know what we're talking about, except that not really. But like, were we ever? No. Which means that it's time to move on to the t- quiz portion of our show this week. We're going to be playing a little game called Truth or Fail. So slime is always inspiring us humans, whether we're playing with it in toy form or watching organisms make it in nature. And of course, the more we play with slime, the more we come up with more ways to use it in novel applications. Sometimes Mm. some very strange novel applications. The following are three stories of slime technology, but only one of them is true. And y'all have to figure out which one it is. So story number one, uh, one of the most pressing issues facing mankind is finding a way to make ice cream so that if it melts, it doesn't refreeze back into crystals. It Mm. refreezes back into ice cream instead. One ingredient that could help is okra slime. Scientists extracted the mucilaginous part of okra pods and added it to ice cream and found that it was able to serve as an ice cream stabilizer. But that might be a lie. It could be Story number two, hagfish are not particularly beautiful creatures, and their slime is super gross to look at and famously slimy. But scientists have been developing ways to convert that slime into something more beautiful, developing a process to dry out hagfish slime so that it solidifies. The structures within the slime crystallize and form synthetic gems that can be used to make hagfish slime jewelry. That one might Hmm. be a lie, and it could be this one. And Waxaka produces a mucus substance from their roots that makes them distinct from conventional corn. And scientists studying the role of this mucus substance in helping the corn grow found that it helps keep the roots actually warm. So they used that to create a lightweight insulation material that can be grown in fields. So is it the Mm. okra ice cream, hagfish jewelry, or corn insulation?
3: I was watching Alexis all the time for the plant ones to see if your if your face betrayed anything.
2: I mean mallows of which okra is one do be getting very slippy. You know, I always kind of thought that I just imagined that about okra. Like I, <laughs> I thought I thought that
1: like okra I was like okra feels very slimy to me, but People love it. They all love it. And so I'm like, I must be imagining this.
3: Oh, I think ochre is divisive.
2: Oh, it's very divisive. Yeah. And I feel like I can't in good conscience tell anybody to try it for the first time anywhere other than the South or mm-hmm. in the kitchen yeah. of someone from the South. Yeah, yeah, I was raised
1: by an Alabaman.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. That'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Alexis, yeah. you said it was a mallow. Is it related to like marshmallow
2: marshmallow yeah yeah they're in the same family malvaceae oh, wow. see now <laughs> now for a moment
1: there you had me thinking that marshmallows came from plants but marshmallows are a separate thing from marshmallows
2: Marshmallows are what the ancient Egyptians used to make the early predecessor to the confection now known as the marshmallow. Good. Well, I'm just glad that marshmallows don't come from a plant. (laughs) (laughs) They kind of do. they They come
1: from corn and sugar plants. Yes.
2: Yeah. Now instead of mallow goop and honey, it is egg whites and high fructose corn syrup.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love them. I love them. They're good.
3: <laughs> but if
2: you so like
1: so okra
3: is slimy, we agree. I feel like okra doesn't have a super I might be wrong about this, but it doesn't have a super overwhelming taste. So I could see this as being no. a good a good thing.
2: Like people People, a person I know drinks Oprah water. <laughs>
1: oh wow. <laughs> and yeah, she okay. says it's just it's
2: just uh thick and slippy. It doesn't really taste oh. like anything. So oh, is that like good for the digestion
1: or something, something? Yeah,
2: it's supposed to be like soothing for the digestive tract, oh, theoretically. Great. I don't think I could do that, even though I have a bad
1: digestive tract.
2: <laughs> no, I don't think I could either. That's up there yeah. with the people who drink like raw eggs. Oh, no, no thank you, please. also slippy yeah. also
0: yeah. slippy yeah. and goopy in there. I don't think I need to be that lubricated <laughs> <I> just, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right, so yeah there's mm. that ochre one and then there's that weird corn insulation one mm-hmm. yeah and
3: that is't is an something I've never heard of a plant like the a plant insulating its own roots like that, but oh, maybe
2: I know, maybe.
3: Okay, you've never heard of it either. So that's uh
2: well it's corn. A big lump with knobs. It's mm. got the juice and maybe the slime.
0: And maybe the slime. Yeah. I feel like the hagfish, we're usually looking for like the strength of the hagfish slime. Like there's sure. something about like how mm-hmm. those proteins polymerize and they get really long yeah. and they're strong and so, like, how how do we Spiders also make... silk,
2: but from a fish.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like, that's the thing.
2: It took so much self-control after you said long and strong to not say and trying to get the friction off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But thank you for bringing it up, though.
3: The hard work that you did. Yeah.
0: You restrained yourself and then you let it fly. And then I let it fly anyway. Do. Yeah. <laughs>
3: There's plenty of other stuff to make jewelry out of though. I don't think we need hagfish jewelry. I don't think Right. We, I feel like I we, we have so many
2: sources Yeah. of not jewel jewelry. I really want it For to a- be the corn roots. I just mm-hmm. I don't know if the polysaccharides in okra would stop water from forming crystals again when it <sighs> refreezes. And suddenly, I wish that I had taken more semesters of organic chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that it would have helped as a person yeah, to a number they, of those. They,
0: they didn't cover in my semesters of organic chemistry, they didn't talk about okra once. So, oh. very good. But <laughs> you said polysaccharides, and that's what like frogs use as antifreeze, but that's free. Okay, I'm going to say okra ice cream.
3: I'm also going to say okra ice cream, but not because Sari said it. I was already going to say it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god! I'm so torn between the corn roots and the okra ice cream. Would corn need insulation in Oaxaca, though? Would its roots need it? That's where it's from. Hmm. Would it need hmm. to develop that? That's I just little talked little myself little. off the ledge. I'm also going okra slime. <laughs> we have, I think, maybe for the first time
1: in Sasho Tangent's history, a three-way win. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Mm, 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 mm. so that tells us nothing it's gonna give us nothing it's (laughs) it's all down to all down to the next one and sari i don't even know if there's a chance for sari to get points but we're gonna find out after we take our short break and then sari will have another devious game for us
0: Cancel unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash tangents. That's rocketmoney.com slash tangents. Rocketmoney.com slash T-A-N-G-E-N-T-S.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Sari, what are we going to do now?
0: Yeah, so today we are going to play a slightly modified game of this or that, where the rules are simple. I will describe a kind of slimy thing or slime-related behavior, and you have to guess whether it's something that land creatures, sea creatures, or creatures in both biomes do. So land, Mm. sea, or both. And if you get a question right, you get a point slash candy. I have four rounds total, so we'll keep the guesses snappy. So round (laughs) one is... When some creatures are surprised or threatened, it's slime time, and it turns out that some of this defensive mucus can generate bright blue bioluminescence on its own, rather than relying on glowing symbiotic bacteria. Scientists haven't figured out the exact biochemical reactions or light-emitting proteins involved, but it seems like an iron-storing and releasing protein called ferritin is a key part of it. Uh, and ferritin is produced by most living things because regulating iron is important to life. But in this kind of slime, ferritin basically acts as a molecular battery because when iron is added to the mucus, a persistent blue light is generated. So is this blue glowing slime created on land, in the sea, or both? Sea, please. Yeah. I was also going
3: to go see. I am too. I never seen the guy walking around glowing blue on the land.
0: It's
3: <laughs> cool on the land sometimes. <laughs>
0: You're all locked in. And see yeah, you. that's correct. Hey,
2: can I say why I answered so fast?
0: Yeah, <laughs> because comb
2: jellies do it when you jostle them in the seawater. Oh.
0: oh, interesting. So the it is it is a sea organism. The one that I was researching for this question um, was the marine parchment tube worm. Which which also is very mucusy and, and secretes a lot of things. Um, it constructs its tube out of mucus. And we studied its mucus. It glows blue. And it's like in the cells, doesn't glow blue. But once it's shot out from its body and the, the ferritin's doing its thing, it's blue. Huh. Very weird. But good, good, good. Uh, guessable questions are good. Okay, round two. (laughs) We're going to be tied this whole game. Some animal parents leave their young to fend for themselves, while others are super self-sacrificing, including letting their babies literally eat a slimy, fatty, mucus, or skin layer right off their backs until they're Mm. able to forage on their own. This extra goo obviously provides nutrition to the babies, but it also helps prime their immune system and gut microbiome to get ready to survive as an adult. So is this eating your slimy parent behavior on land in the sea or both? I know I know
3: who does this. Like I made a show yeah. episode about who does this. Yeah.
1: Who I was just eats. watching oh. a TikTok I made about this. Oh no. <laughs> and, so and you can't I'm, remember. I'm like caught up. And yet and yet I'm still having a hard time answering the question cuz I don't uh, precisely know what Sari means by sea. I don't have a core or just water. 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 Yeah.
0: yeah. I, water. Let's say water. I Doesn't want to say both, both then.
1: Yeah. I'll say both then.
3: I'll just say both then too. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are smart. <laughs>
0: um, you're all yeah. right. Do you want to guess oh, okay. <laughs> what, what they
2: like are? It's Sicilian. The Sicilians. They're an amphibian. <laughs> ah, right. Yeah,
0: I was like, this is
2: giving big amphibian vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: So it is. So they there is Sicilians. Sicilians um, feed like different develop- from
2: Sicilians.
0: Sicilians are human yeah. beings. Sicilians <laughs> are
1: amphibians.
0: Are amphibians? They're like they look kind of like a big worm. Kind of they're limbless. Yeah. Li- ooh, limbless. They're... But also the discus fish, which is a type of cichlid, um, mm. does mm. is is one of the only fish that demonstrates oh, this advanced hey. mode of parental care. So
1: okay, okay. So there were there were, it was both land and sea, and that there wasn't there was a fish.
0: There was an ocean. There was an ocean one, but okay. I figured. Both, both water, but yep. like Alexa said in her poem, fish have little mucus coats, and the discus fish mm. specifically bulks up its little mucus coat so that its baby fish can eat it. And then when the the babies grow up a little bit far more or grow up a little bit more, then they start swimming away faster from their babies, and they're like, "No more, you can't eat oh. my mucus anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you got to forge for yourself," <laughs> um, which I think is very funny. They just decide yeah, at that's some point. The
1: right call for sure. Uh,
0: Okay, ready for round three? So Sometimes bacteria assemble together into biofilms where the individual cells stick together thanks to a slimy extracellular structure. One type of biofilm called a snotite is especially goopy and weird. It has the consistency of snot, hence the name, Mm -hmm. and a pH of zero or one. So more acidic than stomach acid and similar to battery acid. And that's oh, because the uh, bacteria that make up snotites are extremophiles that metabolize sulfur compounds, including mm, hydrogen sulfide. Mm. So are snotites found on land, in the sea, or both? I think
1: that w- what we will discover is that they exist under the s- icy surface of Enceladus. And <laughs> we don't know that yet, but we're going to get there and we're going to be like, we found alien life. And it's it's like terribly toxic acidic snot <laughs> everyone abandoned ship let's put, put a cork in that hole we drilled and i'm sorry we shouldn't have looked
0: well space wasn't one of the options okay. uh. <laughs> dang
3: it
2: then I'll, go with, I'll go with c because that's i'm cool also c. i'm also gonna go with c there are a lot of like Deep sea worms and stuff yeah. that can survive in similar down there situations. Too, yeah,
3: I want to say land, just so we are not all tied the whole time. You know, gotta...
0: Brave, brave, and Could correct. It is. Oh, <laughs> <whoa>! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sam. I
3: feel like if it was in the water, it would be floating around too much. It would, it needs to all be together. You yeah. can't <laughs> be floating around too much.
1: I was thinking like Yellowstone National Park. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah.
0: It is kind of, yeah, like that, but just on, on land in caves. Um, so mm. they form mm. on the walls and ceilings of hydrogen sulfide rich caves. Specifically, oh, cool. researchers Ooh. studied wow. um, a cave system in Italy where these snotites are hanging down from the like ceilings, oh, kind yeah. of like stalagmites, but just they look like snot.
1: I love that you can run into a snotite and it could, like, literally burn your burn skin. Burn
0: your yeah. yeah. right? skin, <laughs> That feels like something out of, like, The Expanse
2: totally, or The Twilight yes. Zone. Yes, oh, my
0: absolutely. God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so gross. Scary. And they're mostly, um, when they analyzed the bacteria, they were dominated. Like, 70% of the cells, or more than that, was acido- or ac- acidithio bacillus thio-oxidants. So you got the thio in there twice. They're super sulfur guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and just like live in these hostile environments. Um, but in caves, which is very weird.
3: I'm embarrassed that when you said what the pH balance was, Alexis and Hank both went <gasps> and I was just like... <laughs> 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 so. <pretend>. But you <laughs> yeah. still got I knew it, to.
0: Sam! I knew but you yeah, still okay. got it! It's true. Okay, final round. Uh, Sam... Uh, Uh, Pulled ahead a little bit with the the snot knowledge. Okay. So during sexual reproduction, some creatures deposit way more than sperm in the reproductive tracts of their mates. Specifically, they excrete a gelatinous (laughs) mixture of fatty acids along with other things like hormones that forms a goopy physical mass called a mating plug or copulatory plug. Researchers speculate that these slimy plugs could optimize sperm delivery and prevent any backflow. Uh, They could keep other males from adding their sperm to a vaginal pouch or canal or whatever, or provide important extra nutrients for reproduction. So are mating plugs created on land, in the sea, or both?
1: That feels like a both to me. That feels like you would convergently uh, evolve toward mating plugs uh, over and over again, honestly. I bet it's evolved Mm. multiple times. That'd be my guess.
2: I am leaning toward, you know, I'm just going to say land, maybe just to be contrarian. But also, I feel like that's not conducive to a water-surrounded situation.
3: I was going to say, it sounds like something a fish would do.
2: Sea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) That
1: sounds like something a fish would do.
0: (laughs) So the answer, Alexis, is right. It's a land thing. Wow. The sea is too damp. For it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah they're used by lots of species Dang including it. several primates uh, a lot of insects like bees um, rodents anyone who has like worked with like lab mice and and mating lab mice you see those little copulatory plugs um the, one of the biggest ones in reptiles specifically are red-sided garter snakes so for halloween you can look up a picture of that where the copulatory plug material <laughs> is. It's it looks like yeah. I don't even know how to describe it, like a chunk of ice but a chunk of like slime goo is sticking out the side of the snake because it's like such yeah. a huge lump in there um to really block Whoa. uh reproduction. Wow. And yeah. on average, like larger male snakes deposit slightly larger plugs and, and whatnot. So lots of lots of land animals just sticking the Sorry, goo. We
1: gotta write this book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm ready. I've got my facts. This is my audition for you once again.
1: (laughs) Maybe Alexis can can do plant sex, too, which I'm sure is also very weird.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So our candy cat for the episode, Sam and Alexis have both come in with four total points, whereas Sari and I are under that number. Sari, though, didn't get a chance to get more. So, uh, <laughs> but it's not a well-designed game and no one cares, but some people care a little bit, we do have a trivia tiebreaker. Ooh. So this question is about hagfish again. Um, sometimes <laughs> hagfish get transported in trucks and sometimes those trucks tip over and spill the hagfish all over the road. Oh. In 2017, a truck transporting 13 containers of hagfish hit the brakes to avoid a construction zone. And in the process spilled one of the containers of hagfish onto the road. The hagfish responded the way they do in any sort of scary situation. They released their slime all over cars surrounding the truck. So how many pounds of hagfish was that truck transporting?
3: Oh, this is the kind of thing I'm the very worst at is knowing how much stuff weighs. Uh one ton. How many a thousand one pounds? Ton? Is that one ton? A
2: thousand pounds of hagfish. This Ooh, I'm go I'm gonna guess. I'm trying to spatial sense this, but I don't know how much hagfish slime weighs, so this is not helping at all.
3: Or how big a hagfish container is. Is,
2: exactly. (laughs) You know what? I'm just gonna say two tons. It's 7,500 pounds. Alexis is the
1: winner of the episode. Oh, Ooh, wow. Whoo-hoo. The queen of Halloween.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is good episode. too.
2: This is maybe the most productive hour. Ever in yeah. my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's time to ask the science couch
1: for a guy a listener question for our couch of razor sharp. Spooky, spooky tific minds is what it says on the show flow. Sam, what's the question?
3: At Lauren R 842 asks, what uses do slimes have for bio computers?
0: biocomputers?
1: Biocomputers. Mm. I don't know. I know that slime molds do things that seem computery like mm-hmm. they figure they can like remember and it's weird so like maybe that's that where we're headed but well, i because i got nothing else <laughs> on this topic
3: And they like use them to like find there's that thing that i don't know if it's real or not where they found like the fastest route to make like yeah. a hypothetical mm-hmm. train system or something like that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, they had those slime molds that like made the little diagram that was really similar to the train system of Tokyo because right. it was also primed for maximum efficiency. And mm-hmm. I
1: sometimes see TikToks about that, and then the TikTok says, "And that's how we know that the universe has a brain." And oh my I'm god, like, that's oh, not a <laughs> brain. <way.
2: laughs> <laughs> <laughs> With how those ones, oh, I'm like, oh, you have me, yeah, and you lost me, dang <laughs> <Yeah>. it. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: 90% there. Yeah. So, oh, so that is where my brain at first went to, like reading this question. So, the specific slime mold that we study a lot, it's called Ficerum polycephalum. Um, it's relatively well studied because it's uh bright yellow. It's a plasmodial slime mold, which basically means <laughs> it's like one huge thing, like one huge cell, like goopy cytoplasm, which is the stuff inside the cell surrounded by a big membrane and lots of small nuclei rather than a bunch of individual cells that have clustered together. It can be microscopic, that cell can, can shrink down really small if there's not very many nutrients, but when nutrients are abundant, like in lab conditions, when you're putting food like major metro- metropolitan areas in in Japan, uh, then it will expand outward and and be visible by the human eye. They can do tasks that we traditionally associate with computing um, because they are responding to stimuli, um, solving mazes to reach a food source, or that that model that you were talking about. But as far as we can, I can tell, like that that is maybe one chunk of. Well, we could just get the slime mold to do math for us based on how it responds to the environment. But the other piece of it is their electrical properties. So any anything alive kind of responds to um, electricity in some way and, and kind of relies on electricity in some way. Like the way our neurons in our bodies generate electrical signals to transmit information, create memory, move our muscles. Um like and any sort of thing that moves, even when you look at like Venus fly traps closing, then then that has some electrical impulses related. There is this theorized and made a couple times electronic component called a memristor. It's a horrible name, a horrible portmanteau mm. of memory and resistor. And it's like a fancy resistor. so they they change their resistance based on how much voltage is applied, and they can kind of remember what the last resistance was when there's no more electricity happening. We've mostly understood them in relation to living things. So like our sweaty skin kind of acts like a memristor or slime molds. Um, when they connect two points in a circuit kind of act like a memristor rather than like a resistor. And so the, basically sign the, the point that we've gotten to is what if we have a slime mold, this, this yellow P-polycephalum slime mold, connect two electrodes and run a current through it? And it's like, well, it seems to behave like this electronic component that we haven't been able to create otherwise Ooh. with metals. Hmm. So what if we, we use it in a broader computer situation? Like, I, And I don't understand how computer chips work. So, but it's like, what if we use a biological component instead of a metal to mm-hmm. create this oh. complex electronic thing.
1: I, I love that idea, but I, I have seen the expanse. And so I feel <laughs> like you
2: should do it.
0: And so I am fearful. <laughs> of wetware. Um, <laughs> yes. So s- researchers actually did this. I don't think they were studying it as a memristor, um, But in 2022, researchers, um, I think they're part of UChicago, um, created a Tamagotchi-like watch that required you to keep a slime mold fed to create conductivity. Um, and so it, like, oh, kept, oh. It, like, I don't know, measured thing and kept time and whatnot. But in order to read your heart rate, you needed to, like, feed a little slime mold friend in your wrist so that oh. it connected to electrodes. Feed it one. Um, I love that. Yeah. And, and I think it was, like, more of, like, a, a social science experiment of, mm. like, Would people feel connected to their technology if, in order for it to Uh. work, they had to feed a little guy? Mm. And how, what, what feelings came up if the scientists told them you got to stop feeding it, like you got to starve your guy, and your watch can't work as well? So then, like interviewing the people and then, but he's just a little guy. Yeah, they they felt guilty. They felt shameful um, by not taking care of the little guy.
1: I know for sure that if I had to feed my phone, I would have it would be worse for me i would like <laughs> really <laughs> that's wild and weird yeah it's very weird that we uh, put electrons across rocks and then it can do phone stuff
2: and then we can talk <laughs> to each see. other and yeah. do a podcast <laughs> mm-hmm. it's very weird i love Those these are... electronic rocks
1: <laughs> yeah i mean there's there are some fancy rocks that we make these days if you want to ask the Science Couch your question, you can follow us on Twitter at SciShowTangents, where we'll tweet out topics for upcoming episodes every week. Or you can join the SciShow Tangents Patreon and ask us on our Discord. Thank you to giggling geekette on Discord and at InsertCoolPun on Twitter. And everybody else who asked us your questions for this episode. Alexis Nicole Nelson, what are you up to these days and where can we see you and read things and
2: tell, like, buy
1: stuff from you?
2: <laughs> these days, I am... Looking forward to the plants going to sleep for the next few months so I can (laughs) rest.
0: (laughs) We love rest.
2: We love rest. Um, But if you want to see how I'm keeping myself busy during the colder months, you can find me on TikTok at Alexis Nicole. That's a Nicole with a K. Thanks, Mom. Or you can find me on Instagram at Black Forager. Do you have a book? I am working on a book. I literally oh, turned in the manuscript up. yesterday.
3: Okay. Whoa! Well, congratulations!
1: That
2: Thank amazing. you. That is Thank
1: huge. you. I'm so glad that we're doing a, a podcast today instead of the day where you were super stressed <laughs> out about your deadline. <laughs> yeah. Same.
2: When I, when Sam, when you said it was going to be today, I was like, oh, I'm going to be on cloud nine. (laughs) Let's go.
1: That's very exciting. Uh, We'll we'll be keeping an eye out for that for sure. Uh, If you like the show and you want to help us out, it's so easy to do that. First, you can go to patreon.com slash scishowtangent, become a patron, get access to our newsletter and our bonus episode. And our upcoming review of a Minions movie. Second, you can leave us a review wherever you listen. That's very helpful. It helps us know what you like about the show. And finally, if you want to show you love for SciShow tangents. Just tell, tell people, people about, about us. us.
2: Thank you for joining us. I've been Hank Green. I've been Sari Riley.
3: I've been Sam Schultz.
2: And I've been Alexis Nicole Nelson, that weird plant girl. Sideshow Dam is created by all of us and produced by Spooky
1: Sam Schultz. Our associate producer is Eve Schmidt. Our editor is Seth Witzman. Our story editor is Alex Billow. Our social media organizer is Julia Buzz vizayo Our editorial assistant is Monkey Chopagardi. The sound design is by Joseph Blue, notish. Our executive producers are Nicole Sweeney and me, Hank Green. And of course, we couldn't make any of this without our patrons on. Patreon, thank you. And remember, the mind is not a coffin to be filled, but a jackalope to be be lighted.
2: But one more thing. (laughs) (laughs) Baby birds often stay in the nests where they hatched for a few weeks, and it would be unsanitary for them to spend all this time in a mucky pool of excrement. So... Some species of baby birds produce slimy white fecal sacs, <laughs> kind of like a gusher or mochi or diaper, where the outside <laughs> is a mucous membrane and the inside is poop. The parent yep. birds can easily grab these fecal sacs with their beaks and dispose of them to keep the nest clean. Or sometimes they eat these slimy blobs as a oh. snack, especially yeah. when they're in need of some extra nutrition. Nature sometimes it's gross. <laughs> so it's
1: uh, I found like a baby bird on the ground one time, and it did this, and I was like, "It's I thought like its like body was coming out of its butt, but it was,
0: oh, a, it was a poop sack. Poop pop sack, mom.
1: To pop it in your mouth, Hank. Yeah, and then I had like a little bit of diaper mochi. <laughs> he, yeah. he
2: made you a little treat.
1: Uh huh. Here yeah. you go, Dan. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he made it. Honestly, no. Oh. Oh. Um, so I'm just guessing. I bet by now he's dead.
2: <laughs> I love, if, if this is any comfort at all, his average lifespan has since passed. <laughs> <laughs> everybody poops. Everybody
1: dies. That's, that's, that's the main two things. Yeah.
3: Happy Halloween, everybody.